Here we are now with another episode of the Andrew Lake Podcast. If you are a regular listener of the Andrew Lake Podcast, please share your favourite episode, as this will help me find my audience. This will help to find the people who are ready to hear what we are talking about here. And today I'd like to talk about exactly what it means to be ready to hear what we are talking about here. This is significant. This is extremely important to understand. This is fundamental. This is one of the secret keys to opening up your mind, opening up your life, opening up what it means to really understand. And it comes down to a real simple question, really, which is, do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get what we're on about? Do you get what it's all about? And this has so many implications. This has so many ramifications. And you could say, in one way, that it's a matter of being open-minded or closed-minded, or open-perspectival or closed-perspectival. And that's one way of looking at this. That's one way of summarizing what we're talking about. And that is very important. That is very much a part of all that I'm trying to say right here today. But it doesn't go far enough. Because... This thing of open-mindedness, it doesn't imply the weight of what's at stake. It doesn't imply enough how important it is to be open-minded. It doesn't imply how much you miss if you don't get it. So, you need to ask yourself again... You need to ask yourself again and again, are you getting it? Do you really get it? Because when you get it, what happens when you get it? When you get it, you really get it. You really know. You really know what we're on about. And that kind of knowing is an inner magic. It's a feeling. It's an experience. It's a little light that goes on inside you and goes ding, 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 ding every time you hear the word. Now, I'd also like to clarify that there are so many messages out there. And there are many messages which are not really leading you to that inner light. There are things that you can get that don't lead you to that moment of ding, 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 ding inside. And you might get those things. That might be what you're into. And that really is, well, that really gets to the heart of the issue. That gets to the point of it. That's really the thing that we're trying to get at here, which is that there are so many different things that a human being can be. 
There are so many different things that a human being is. Even on a daily basis, on an hour-by-hour basis, on a minute-by-minute basis, on a moment-by-moment basis, there are so many things that you could be, that could happen, that you could experience. The vastness of this grand complexity of the human condition is infinite. It's gargantuan. It's astronomical. And out of all those different things that we could be, out of all those happenings, the chances that you get it are actually very unlikely. It's actually very lucky if you do get it. And if you really get it, this is another, this is another quality that will come when you get it, if you get it. This is another component of getting it. When you get it, you will have this sense of being lucky. You will have this sense of having found something extremely rare. Something very important. Something that not everyone has. You'll have this sense of, in a manner of speaking, being the chosen one. It's almost like you've been chosen. You'll ask, how? How did this come to me? Why did this come to me? And one explanation is that you've been sucked in. You've been tricked into it. Something has led you down the garden path to find you in a certain place and you've stopped all of a sudden to look around and say, now hang on a second, how on earth did I get here? And of course you'll be grateful for being had led down the garden path because you'll have that inner light, that inner joy. And yet there are so many things leading you in different directions that don't give you that. There are so many things leading you in different directions that well, can actually lead you to a resentment, if not confusion, if not regret, if not mistrust. And there are so many paths that have traps on all either side and that are a trap unto themselves. There are so many things that can get you lost, entangled, confused. And it's so hard to really just distinguish all of them. Like even, it, it's, to, to get a sense of this, you, you have to, you have to really appreciate for a moment just how different people are and how much is absent from a person's experience in any given moment how much is absent from what they're contending with consciously and it is so much it is so much that is happening that we are unaware of that we can't contend with 
And when we find something, we find something of extreme importance, something that can radically shatter the whole course of your life for the better by an astronomical amount. I'm talking about ecstasy. I'm talking about literally the difference between living a life of ecstasy and living a life of just ugh. Just quiet frustration, quiet desperation. And that is significant. That is so important. And, and appreciate for a moment how different every single person is. You can get a sense of how much is absent in each moment to moment by, well, sensing what is in someone. And this is actually one of the ways to find deep things. This is actually one of the most effective methods to discovering things and to actually really sorting out the right from the wrong is to see, well, what what is in other people? What have they figured out? What are their biggest issues? What are their biggest answers? What is it that they talk about most? What is it that they're really aware of? And the only way you can get in touch with that is by talking to them, by relating to them, by really getting to know them, really getting to know them deeply. And also personally, like it's all... It's all personal. It's very much personal. Like the personal touch in that kind of inquiry is essential. And of course, you might listen to this sort of way of discussing that approach and think, well, is are your friendships kind of experiments, are they? Are they just inquiries into the nature of reality? in a sort of selfish kind of way, which is, oh, you're just trying to figure things out for yourself. And no, that's just a simplistic way of speaking. Every Everything that we say is a simplistic way of speaking. Because, of course, like the human condition, words have ever so much more absent from them than is present to them. And every little example or every little story or every little explanation that I'm spitting out to you here is only really ever a smaller part of it. It's only ever really a smaller thing that is trying desperately to get you in touch with the broader significance for you to step towards that inner light within you. And I rack my head, I wonder, I wonder again, why is it that for some people, things take and things don't. Have you ever wondered this? Have you ever wondered why certain people all of a sudden seem to become extremely interested in something? And yet, people who are exposed to the same sort of thing just sort of think, "Ah, oh, that's this. They have a quick explanation for it and it just doesn't take. It just does not take. And this is, in some ways, alarming. This is something to really allow 
to boggle the mind. Like, why is it, why is it that you're interested in the things that you're interested in? And you can say, well, it's because of my composition. It's because of who I am. It's because of my personality. It's because of my conditioning. It's because of my genetics. It's because of my cultural conditioning. And if I say, if, if, if that's your answer, you're actually, you're actually already ahead of the pack. You're actually already aware of so much more than just the normal sort of person is. Most people don't have a, a, a thought-out reason. They don't have a story as to why they're interested in the things they are interested in and, and how they became interested in them. And the people that do are the ones with the degree of self-knowledge. To actually figure that out, means to work on your self-knowledge. It means to discover yourself. And there is a, a gargantuan difference between people with just a little bit of self-knowledge and a little bit of inquiry into the things that they like and why they like them and the people that are just sort of going along, taking it as it comes. And really, this, this saying, oh, I'm just taking life as it comes, I'm just taking it as it comes, it's, it's actually quite deceptive, really, because it doesn't really feel like when someone says that, they are doing that. Because the phrase would seem to imply, well, you're living life, and then things come along into your experience, and then you take them in, right? We all have this idea that, we're walking around and we walk to a new place and we, we're looking out our eyes, we're sniffing with our nose, we're hearing with our ears and we, we're thinking, okay, so this is the sound, okay, this is the new sight, okay, so these are the smells and I'm, I'm taking it in and then you're in the new place and then the new place becomes familiar and then that place becomes a part of you. And that's, that's right. That's, well, how can you argue with that? How is that not what's going on? That's taking life as it comes. And then, well, things come up in life. And when they come up, you'll take them in, just like you take in a new place. And I'm here to tell you, actually, no. Actually, no, that is not how life is. That is not what is happening. That is not what it really means to take in existence, to perceive something more. Because what we carry with us in each of our new situations is our limited ability to perceive. And another core thing that you need in order to get something is your ability to perceive it. You need to Im improve your skills of perception. That means listening skills. And to bring this a little bit closer to now, it means listening to the sound of my voice right now. You can actually practice it in real time by listening right now. 
And right now, right here, this example, just this simple, immediate example of my voice, illustrates wonderfully what perception means. Because you're hearing me, right? The sound is going into your ears, right? But how much are you really getting it? How much are you comprehending? Is it cognizing? Is it affecting you? Is the significance really going into you? Are you really getting it? Are are you ready to get it? Do you really get it? Do you get it? Or is it like you're just going into a new place and you're thinking, oh, I've seen all this before. Or I'm not really seeing all that's going on around. I'm not really even wondering how much depth there is to what's going on around me. Are you even wondering how much depth there is to what I'm saying here? And just like perception as a skill is something that is limited in you and needs developing, your ability to wonder and to have awe and your ability to sense depth, that's also a skill. Awe is a skill. And that's something you need to wake up to. That's something, well, quite frankly, do you get it? Do you get that? And you have known awe. You have had your mind blown. You've had mind-blowing experiences. That's another way of saying it. A mind-blowing experience is just another sort of, a slightly different flavor to awe, but a similar sort of category. And the question is, are you still in touch with that? Have you still got that? And do you realize that it's possible to consciously involve yourself in the development of that? Now, I'll also add that we can talk about me personally, as in Dosta. You know me as Dosta. My name is Dosta. And what we're doing here is we're working on the Andrew Lake podcast. And I'm delivering these things to you. And there are messages. There are messages that I'm sending to you. And we can ask this question, do you get it to all that we're doing here on this podcast? And you can say that there's a general, there's a general message as well. We do talk about specifics, of which there are legions. You know, there's, there's all sorts of things we're talking about. We don't need to go into them. You can check them out as you continue listening. But also there's a general message. There's a general thing that eventually you'll have to say, do you get it? You have to ask yourself, do you get it? Are you ready for it? And of course, it goes even further beyond this. Because I'm just one guy. I'm just one teacher. I'm one speaker. And really, my message is not the biggest message. It's just one message out of many. And really, part of my message is pointing you to deeper truths, pointing you to deeper messages. 
pointing you to the things that I really wish you would get, which don't really even so much as come from me. And of course, the deepest message doesn't come from me. The deepest thing, the most profound thing that you need to get is the message of existence. Can you see that? Can you see that existence has a message for you? There's something going on here that you need to get in touch with. And in cultures and histories past, humanity has made sense of this by saying, well, that's God. God has a message for you. God spoke to you. And now in our modern age, in our multi-perspectival point of view, we can understand how the message of God and the message of existence relates to each other as a history, as a story, as psychological mechanisms, as mythological structures. And that is our, well, that's one of our riches. One of the riches of understanding broader perspectives is knowing how the smaller perspectives fit together. And that's a little bit technical. That's a little bit more of a detail. That's more a little bit on the edge of trying to work out the nuts and the bolts and the mechanics of things. That's really the work of getting to the message. But the message itself... The message itself is magic. It is magic. The message, when you get it, the message of existence, the message of existence, when you get it, becomes that light inside you that goes on. It's that light that goes ding, 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 ding. It's that feeling. It's that glow. And when you hear the words of existence, you light up inside. You feel a kind of warmth. You feel a kind of joy starting to bubble. And you might realize that this is the joy of being alive. This is the joy of actually being given the rare opportunity and the chance to come into existence deeply, profoundly, in all its richness. And there is really so much more also to the mechanics. I mean, to reach that point, to reach that moment for some is a very treacherous long path with many backs and forths, with many mistakes, with many fallings into traps. And in some ways that moment is right here, right now, and it's ready for you. In some ways it's not a path at all. 
Existence isn't a path. I mean, where's the path? Exist. Look out your eyes right now and what you see is existence. Whatever you're seeing and feeling and doing right now is it. You've got it. And there is so much more that can be quite confusing. There is so much more that can be, well, it's really, it's really hard to appreciate just, just the ability to be able to hear these sorts of things. And you really, you really do have to get sucked in in a certain way. You really do have to be chosen. You have to sort of have a, a, a very unique and unlikely chain of a series of events. One thing does lead to another. And it just is the case that not everyone gets that. Not everyone is ready for this. Not everyone does get it. And you can see this in, well, the popularity of certain ideas, the popularity or the commonality of certain experiences. Now, is is something like ecstasy, is that a common experience? Something like bliss or peacefulness or state of mind or a peaceful state of mind or a clear mind or clarity of mind. Would you say these are common experiences? What about experiences like being at peace with your wounds? An experience like being at peace with your pain, with your regrets, with your mistakes? And I think if we ask ourselves if these are common experiences, we have to say no. And it might be that there are many people who have these experiences. And yet there are, there's always so many more. I mean, even, even with a message, like even with a, even with a religion, even with like a huge idea, a huge tradition, you can say, well, there are, you know, there are millions and millions of Christians. There are millions and millions of Mohammedans. And yet also you can say, well, there's always so much more that are not. There's always so much more that don't get it. And of course, at this point, you have to clarify and say, well, exactly what is your message? Is it, is it Islam and Christianity? And I say, no, of course not. We're not pushing traditional religion here. But I'd like to say that the question is, 
perfectly applicable to the world religions. Do you get it? Do you do you get Christianity? Do you get Islam? Do you get any religion? Do you really get it? Do you really understand how it works? Do you really understand what the message was, what the message is, what was trying to be conveyed? The answer comes back to the ultimate answer. The answer comes back to the core message, the one message, which is the message of existence. Can you reconcile Christianity with the message of existence? And the answer is yes, of course. And the yes, of course, that's, that's in fact how Christianity has its own power, has its own strength, or any world religion. It has its own depth to it, is that it offers something which appears to be the answer of existence. It offers something to be in place of that thing that we need within us, which is to hear the message of existence. And from a different angle, from a different path, well, that turns inside out. And it can be that you end up standing on no ground at all. (laughs) And what's happening there is the relative and the nuts and bolts are actually colliding with the ultimate. And that's a beautiful moment to understand that, to understand when things do collapse. Because because we can make it we can make it mundane too. We can say like, do you get raisin toast? Have you have you ever have you ever eaten raisin toast? Now, there might not be that much to get to raisin toast, not in the case of the question of existence and the message of existence you might say well it's it's raisin toast i know what it tastes like know what it looks like i have it i've had it before how much is there to get and that's something well that's very mundane very specific very finite isn't it do you get the message of raisin toast how is that related to the ultimate? Well, it is. It is, because there comes a time when even that collapses into the ultimate and you see the glory of raisin toast. It's actually possible to really see... uh, it's it's, It's possible to really have a sense of gratitude for everything, including the little things. You know that old saying, oh, it's the little things in life? It's the simple pleasures in life? He's a man of simple pleasures. That sort of attitude, those sort of catchphrases, that's exactly what this is getting to. What that phrase is doing is actually 
turning existence, those big things, into those small things, and thus actually making them so much more magical, thus making them so much more meaningful. It's a way of bridging those two things, the small and the large. And so much is right under your nose. So much is right there, ready for the taking. The message wants to be heard. Raisin Toast wants to be enjoyed. Raisin Toast wants to give you a sense of magic. And that is so much of the irony. That is so much of the anguish. That is so much of the the disappointment and the the just just astonishing it, it, it's astonishing that more people don't get it because it becomes obvious when you get it it's obvious that's another quality that's another foundational quality to getting it when you get it it is just so obvious i mean how can you miss it how can you not get it how can you not understand? And I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying not to be like that. I'm trying not to say, come on, come on, you need to get it. Of course, that's what I am like. And that's probably part of my mechanics. That's part of my composition. But you will get this too. You will have a sense of this, which is that it's obvious. Now I get it. Ah, I get it. How could I not have got it? That's the moment you're looking for. And another thing, I, I, I sometimes think that younger people have a, an advantage to things, certain abilities of perception, abilities of cognizing, because they're young and impressionable. You know this phrase, young and impressionable? also the word gullible. You know, young people are gullible. You say to them, oh, did you know that the word gullible is not even in the Oxford Dictionary? I say, really? I'm going to go look it up. And there it is, bright as day. And that's probably, this is probably a tangent that is deeper than we really need to go for this conversation today. But just to sort of say a few things about it, there's, there's, there's something in the nature of how life unfolds that makes it such that the, the sooner you're exposed to something, the more likely it is to take with you. And it would appear that at a certain point, you do become set in your ways. You do become stuck. And for me, this has, been, this has been a kind of nightmare that I have resisted and struggled for so long. And I, and I still contend with it. I still have it as a kind of, I don't know if I would say fear, but I mean, I use fear. That's not to say I'm not without fears. I've got plenty of fears. <laughs> Maybe maybe it should go in the categories of fears, but it's just something that I hope doesn't happen. 
And I wonder how I could avoid that, which is getting old and being stuck in my ways. And maybe biologically and cognitively, new, in terms of the neurons and the synoptic firings in the brain, it, it's inevitable. But I don't buy that. I don't get that because I have known older people who haven't fallen into that. And that actually gets back to our point that we were talking about earlier, which is how many people do you know that have had certain experiences? Do you notice? Do you notice what I did there? The reason it makes sense to me is because of how many people I know that have done it. How many people I have met that have remained open-minded and open experientially in old age rested upon the examples that I'd known personally, the people that I'd known personally, the people that I had met and spoken with. So that says, pardon me, that says something about what we were saying, that further illustrates what we were saying earlier about the idea of really exposing yourself to other people's perspectives, relating to other people, really getting close to other people, and a lot of other people. So many other people. You have to meet a lot of people. You have to. And that also is another another deep point. I feel I feel like every time I take a step forward, there are multiple things opening up. There are multiple paths. See, I, I, I see the vastness of it. I'm wading into these waters. I see the complexities. And it's really it's really a matter of time. It's really a matter of really just keeping on going and doing it and taking each piece point at a time. And it does just take a few chances, really, as to which direction we go in. And if you want to know more about this, I'd suggest you listen to my conversation about network thinking. Because when you understand network thinking, well, that, that's another one of these things. Do you get it? Do you get network thinking? Do you get what we're talking about here and why it's so finite? And why we always come up to these huge points, which we need to just skim over. And can you, can you even sense that? Can you even see that? It might be that we're going along and you need to know more about certain things. And there's a deficiency there and you don't have the, you don't see the vastness and the depth of that point. But you will if you keep following along. Because you'll get it. Eventually you'll get it. So ask yourself again. Ask yourself again, do you get it? And ask yourself again, are you ready for this? Are you ready to realize that there's so much more you can be getting? Are you ready to realize that some of the things you're doing, you're going to have to stop doing? They're just not working for you. 
Are you ready to trust that you've found someone who's willing to honestly and sincerely go into those deeper things, those more important things, and to follow them in there? Are you ready to open yourself up to new ideas, to, to try things? And really, really, how, I mean, how do you get it? Let's, let's make this practical. How do you get anything? Well, you participate. Think, think of the things that you do get. Like, it's not like you don't get anything in life. Think of something in life where, where you really can say, yeah, I, I get that. It might, be, it might be a hobby. It might be a certain thing that you've done. It might be your work. It might be something you know a lot about, something you're interested in. There was a time in life when you were really interested in something. There was a time in life when you really worked at something, when you really knew a lot about something. Something, anything. And think of it. You, you, you got it, right? You do know what it's about. You did get the essence of it. Now, it might, be, it might have been also that you weren't, you weren't really the best at it. You don't really have to be the best at it in the world. It's not a matter of success. It's not a matter of skill. It's a matter of just the, just the essence of it. And now, how did you get it? Well, you did it, right? You practiced it. You learnt about it. You were involved in it. You see how it functioned in the world and in your community. You saw how other people did it. You could distinguish degrees of how some people were better and some people were worse. You could distinguish how you progressed, how you got better, how you got worse. And most importantly, most fundamentally, you had, you had the feeling, you had the, the inner light. You had that thing inside you that went ding, 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 ding when you heard the words. Think of a real simple hobby, like just, just a mundane hobby it might be. Something like playing chess. Maybe you go to chess club. You like to play chess. Now, if you're really involved in chess and you really know about it, and you're really interested in it, then you'll have that sort of inner glow within you, that ding, 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 ding. And you can get in touch with this, with this when you're in a different situation, and chess isn't around, and maybe you're at work in the office or wherever, and there's absolutely nothing to do with chess in your experience. And you've forgotten all about it. You're thinking about something else. Maybe you're in class listening to the teacher. And then all of a sudden, the teacher's teaching and they say something about chess. They use it as an example to illustrate a story. And all of a sudden you go, oh, I love chess. And you light up inside. You feel the glow. And that means you get it. That means you really 
do know what it's all about. It's because you have the glow. And what we're doing here is to have that kind of glow with your understanding of existence. And the words are a little bit more tricky, a little bit more deceptive in a way. Chess is a, in a sense, (laughs) chess is a black and white example. (laughs) Existence is a little bit more mystical. But that's what we're going for. And you can have that same feeling when you wake up in the morning. And that moment when you wake up, when you realize, ah, I'm still alive. Existence is here. That can be the same feeling as someone who loves chess and all of a sudden has their teacher mention it to them in class. So, where to from here? Well, keep listening. Listen to more of the things that I've explained, like meditative practices, psychological maps, spiritual stories, spiritual meanings, spiritual histories, spiritual practices. There's really, at this stage, a lot of different resources on this podcast that you can use. There's a lot of information and there's a lot more coming. There's a lot more coming as well. We're really just starting. I know I say that all the time, but there's a lot more coming. And of course, again, I'll say that I'm only one out of many. There are many beacons of truth. There are many lights out there. And yet, also, you need to understand that it's very lucky to be ready to hear them. To be able to recognize any beacon of truth is a very beautiful thing. So, when I say, please share this episode with a friend... Or please share this episode because it will help to find the people who are ready to hear what we are talking about here. Now you know a little bit about what that means. And please do share it with a friend. Please do share it with someone who you think might resonate with what we're talking about here. And understand that chances are it won't. Chances are... And, and and maybe it's just that it's my style. Like I'm not I'm not trying to say, oh, oh, you're not good enough. No, that's not what I'm saying. It's not like this is not some highbrow thing like, oh, you have to be ready because you have to be better. No, it's not that at all. And I think you get that. It's just a matter of style. It's just a matter of who resonates with who. And that's why we have multiple beacons of truth. That's why we have many speakers that speak their way forward towards the magic of existence. That's why we need so many. Because you need to find one that resonates with you. And of course, there's also the practical side, which is that 
if this podcast grows, if it does keep going, then I can keep doing it. And this might come as a <laughs> this might come as a shock to you, but doing hundreds and hundreds of hours of content and releasing it for free is unsustainable. <laughs> so at some point I am going to have to have things grow or it will just have to be, well, we'll find something else to do. And I'm open to that. I'm perfectly open. We'll see how, who, who knows what the future holds. So let's not speculate too much about it. So those are some ideas. Those are some thoughts that are bouncing around in the head today. Are you ready for this? Do you get it? Do you get what we're on about? Thanks very much for listening. And that's all I have to say for now.